the form to crap out of Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through drop into line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. Hey, all of you cool cats and kittens. Uh, you are listening to the fifth edition of Blue It's Blitz. Um, if you don't get the reference to all the cool cats and kittens, that is that is not my problem. That is 100% your problem, so figure it out. Um, fifth edition, 21 plays, I think, of, of Makai Becton's. It's going to be relatively short. Uh, just released Andrew Thomas two days ago. And then um Rashad Perryman about four days ago so we have a ton of stuff coming your way um as well as um Tristan Wirfs coming in two two days so um look out for that so like I said every other two three days we're gonna have shows uh we're gonna keep pumping them out pumping them out pumping them out uh after Wirfs we're going to have Jedrick Wills I just posted Wirfs on the website and I just did um the whole article for the uh, for Jet X Factor. And then after that, like I said, we're going to do Wills on Twitter. You can follow me on, on Twitter at JoeRB31. Uh, follow the rest of the guys. I said it before, Michael Nania at Michael underscore Nania. Jet X Factor um, is another Twitter with most spaces. And then Robbie Sabo, uh, JetsXFactor.com. Six month, uh, bucks a month, 60 bucks a year for, I think, you know, the best Jets content out there in, in terms of actually learning stuff. There might be some things that out there that are out there that are, maybe more pleasing in terms of listening to, depending on what you like to listen to, um, more hot topic type WFAN, ESPN stuff. Uh, that's fine if you like to listen to that, but in terms of like actually learning about the team, I think this is the best website for you. Um, YouTube, Blue It Splits uh, podcast, drop the reviews. Like I said, once we get to 50, give away uh, a free lifetime subscription and also just helps too. If you want to do it for the subscription, um, it definitely helps me get out to more people, which helps the website. Um, which then turns into better equipment, better, um, you know, a lot of things. So I would definitely uh, appreciate if you guys did that. Um, draft's coming soon. I think the draft is in like 20 days. What is, I don't know what today, today is, the, the fourth or something. It's in 20 days. It's all going to be virtual. It's going to be interesting to see how they exactly um, do that. But we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for it. But because it's so soon, we have to get into all of these things really, really quickly. So um get into Makai Beck. We'll do it quickly. Like I said, it'll be about an hour. Um, left tackle, uh, Louisville, 6'7", 364. I've, I've seen him between 364 and like 375, right in, right in that weight range, which is obviously just absolutely massive. Um, 35 and 5 in, eighth inch arms is plenty long. Um, I think the my arm length that I look for in offensive tackle is usually 34 plus inch arms. Um, and that, that's considered good if it's like 33, 32. It's usually not the best for a um, offensive lineman. If that's like a corner, okay, that's fine. But anything over 34 is good. But 35 and 5 inch, eighth inch arms is good. Not as good as Andrew Thomas um, in terms of arm, arm length, but he still, he still is fine. Um, huge wingspan too. So his wingspan is, is big. Um, strong as hell. Uh, these are the strengths. Sorry if I'm not uh, if I didn't say that, but I just go always go over the strengths and weaknesses. Um, first, strong as hell, ridiculous a- athleticism for size. He moves like anybody his size really shouldn't. Um, works his feet in the run game. Has uh, he has and had plenty of room to rely on pure strength without technique, which he has had to work on a little bit. Um, balance and pass sets, smooth and pass sets. Uh, covers ground on first uh, step of slide of his pass set. Uh, clean feet. 
strong punch, moves well in space. He's not a waist bender, which is good, especially at his size because they really put him off balance. Uh, he doesn't give the rusher his chest because of his length. Um, the NFL, he might give it up a little bit more, but in college, he did not. Uh, tough, good anchor, technique flashes at times. So he doesn't have, like, you're going to see me with Wirfs or even Wills or maybe even Thomas. I had a little bit more of a list of strengths. He's a lot more of a, of a physical specimen at this point with a lot of work technical or technique-wise um, to make him – you know, a really, really good player going to the NFL. Um, if he improves on those things, he's the guy with the with the lowest floor to me. Um, as I said, he is my OT four, um, but he's my OT three for the Jets because I don't. F- I, f- I feel like uh, Andrew Thomas doesn't fit in a ski- the, the scheme that the Jets do necessarily in terms of zone blocking, mid zone, outside zone, um, wider splits for pass sets, things like that. Eleven personnel, ten personnel. Uh, you want Andrew Thomas, uh, Andrew Thomas, in, in heavier sets and power and counter and gap and you know wedge type blocking ISO like things like that. So um, I don't think he fits as well for the Jets. But like I said, Beckton OT three for the Jets, OT four overall for me. Um, and I think he is. Let's see where he's. He's number six on my board. So I told you guys that uh, we had Thomas at five. We have Beckton now at six. I'm doing worse. Um, on Monday, so I reveal I reveal my ranking then. But uh, in terms of his weaknesses, we have uh, opens early in pass sets, off balance when he throws his punch at times, inconsistent at picking up stunts, hand shoot high, patience um, is lacking, um, oversets doesn't take full advantage of length, inaccurate punches, pop blocks, and run game uh, can can come in and out of control on second level, or can come come in. I wrote that down wrong. He can come into the second level out of control. I don't know why I worded it like I did. Um, needs to clean up cut blocks. Awareness loads up into punches. Doesn't work to cover gaps. Needs to play more square overall. Can be top-heavy in run game. Um, feet cross. And there's a difference between being top-heavy and then um, leaning into. Like, if, if you're playing top-heavy, you don't have a good base. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaning. So, I think he plays top-heavy um, in the run game. Um, too often it's on every snap obviously um, feet crossing and big steps in run game hurt him and I also put in here not listed very well uh, in my notes has to work hips feet to get more under blocks see some big steps in a lot of areas will hop leave feet for blocks not many true pass sets at Louisville Louisville's a lot of play action a lot of uh, jump sets a lot of 45 degree sets but you didn't see a lot of true you know uh, five seven step drops for the quarterback so he didn't have to block for that long and if he did it wasn't a you know a lot of vertical sets so you have to worry about him taking vertical sets um in the, in the nfl so it's definitely a one of my one of my worries because he hasn't done it a whole ton so he's gonna need a lot of work um in that area so let me pull up some of his plays let's see i do have do i have 21 22 plays okay yeah so that's been pretty pretty simple i'm not going to go and look at my what i post already we're just going to go through it um, all, um, the first thing I'm already noticing is his, even just on this play, his hips are really high. Um, even though he is tall to see his hips get down a little bit. And they, like I said, with, I don't know if I said this is worse or if I said this to Thomas, a lot of these guys are like running that, that, that outside foot in place, um, to, to read guys and to, um, I guess not cover a lot of ground and, and to, you know, keep their distance proper between themselves and the guard. I see this a lot more in college than I do in the, in the pros. Something that really stuck out to me is you see like a lot of that drop step um, off of the snap. So he takes the, like I said, left tackle every single snap. And honestly, a lot of his film is, is it's 
a lot of the plays are pretty similar. So this is, I think this is going to be pretty quick one. Um, maybe if the Jets stray, I'll try to go back and look for more games, but I can only look at what's available on the internet. So um, maybe once they draft him, I can go back and look up uh, Louisville's games and then actually record off of like a better, better broadcast angle or whatever it may be instead of like play cutups. So it takes that drop step. Um, this is just the, this is just the power. He, he has a ridiculous amount of power. And when you have a guy who's 370 pounds and he's going against an outside linebacker who I would, I would probably guess outside linebacker, whether he be a stand-up linebacker, he's pressing the edge, whatever you want to call him. I would probably say he's 230, 235 pounds, maybe even a little bit lighter than that. So he has 140 pounds on him. So he tosses guys um, in the run game quite frequently. And I don't think his, his technique is bad here. You know, overall, I can't really see his feet. His feet, when he, when he comes up to him, might be a little bit narrow. Um, like I said, with the broadcast angle, it's definitely a lot harder for me to read techniques. That not, not, not read the techniques, but see their footwork. It's a, you need to, you need the end zone view for a lot of offensive line stuff, but he looks like he might be a little bit too narrow in his base, but it doesn't really matter for him. Um, in college, like I said, in the NFL, when the guys are better, they know how to attack your leverage. They know how to sink their hips. They know how to, to push, pull you, uh, whatever it may be it might not be as effective. So he goes back to this technique a lot where he just gets his, his hands on guys. He gets his right hand under the armpit, which is a fine area. You know, you're especially in the inside hand, if you're trying to torque him outside, you really want to get into that rib cage, that armpit, um, maybe even onto the hip area. That's the, probably the best three I would say. And he just uses that circular force and just absolutely tosses the guy and then he buries him. Yeah. I'll show you. Play it again at full speed. So like I said, his, his, his strength is just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if he he's the most interested, he's a really interesting offensive line prospect. Like Andrew Thomas, will be happy with because I know they're addressing the offensive line. But I'll be like, I know he's not going to be the best fit. I, I really just know it. So I would be like, you know, it's a good pick, but it's kind of like a like not even a lukewarm pick. I'd be happier than lukewarm, but I just don't think he'll reach his full potential. The Jets, to be completely honest. So at that point, they might trade trade down and take like a Josh Jones or Jackson or whoever else. You know, whatever tackle. Um, that Joe Douglas likes, but Makai Becton, he might be a little bit riskier. Like I said, with the lowest, I, I'm gonna say the lowest floor in the class, but the highest ceiling. If he if he puts his technique together, the way he moves and the strength he has for his size is he could he could be an All Pro. Um, but that's with a lot of technique work. That doesn't just come because you have the size. So, um, really good rotational force right here. Torque, power from the hips, power from the upper body, and just tosses the guy. And I like how he finishes the block. He doesn't let him get up and get back to the outside and potentially make a play on the running back. Um, just drops his full body weight into him. And that makes guys think twice about um, going against Mekhi Becton. Uh, you know, honestly, if, if he's going to do that too, to guys um frequently they're going to get concerned to be honest about him just absolutely destroying him him laying his his body weight on top of him so let's see technique may that's what i yeah okay so this looks like he was a little bit top heavy here um so this actually is a, a vertical set like i said he doesn't get into him a lot the thing with the thing i don't like here is how he he i'm fine with his with his angle um, of, of his vertical set, especially since you have the running back filling inside. So he might be a little bit too far to the outside, but if the running back coming through, so if he was to, to, uh, to knife in the inside, the running back will most likely chip him. So it, it gives Mekhi Becton some flexibility in terms of staying a little bit too far to the outside. The thing I do not like about this is as he goes to punch, his feet freeze. I, I don't want to see the feet freezing. You know, keep, keep getting that depth, keep getting to the outside a little bit. But when you freeze, 
and you're shooting two hands, his hips are completely locked now. So his hips are locked. And like I said, in the in, in college against Clemson, who's a big school, you know, good school, but these outside linebackers aren't, you know, guys who the Jets will face, you know, this year, um, name whatever team you 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 want to, um, with some of the, the people the Jets would be facing. So don't want to see don't want to see that because guys will chop those arms down and then you're shooting into nothing and your hips are locked and they'll bend that corner really, really tight. Um, you're giving them a, you know, a softer edge, as they say, if they, if they defeat those arms. And then I don't like this, how after the guy you know continues up the arc, I would like to see him know his quarterback set point now. So he knows his quarterback is taking, or he should, is taking a one, two, three-step drop. I don't like the quarterback's drop at all. His feet are crossing and his heels are clicking, but that's that's story for a different day. Um, so... He should know that the quarterback where he's going to be, so he doesn't. He he sh- he should not want to allow, or he definitely doesn't want to allow the defensive end, um, edge, outside linebacker, stand up end, whatever you want to call him, um, work straight to the quarterback. So he should know at this point, even though his hips are locked a little bit right here, this is why he has to like he hops back. You see, he hops back and really leans. At, at this point, just root root your feet down and continue to shuffle. But he but he hops for the for the contact right there. And now let's say this quarterback, his read wasn't there. You know, that, 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 I don't know what it was, the, the nine route on the bottom. Um, now his read isn't there. He needs to pull the ball down. Now guess what? He, he's going right into a sack. So, yeah, he did get rid of the ball. But this right here, this hop and crossing the feet, that is not good. So he, he needs to fix that on that play. So, overall, that play wasn't really a, a good play um, for him. So, power but needs control. Okay, so like I said, left tackle. All right, um, let's see. So again, like that drop step. So the thing with this is, this is this is where I'm saying like, okay, in the contact window, if you're gonna if you're gonna cross your feet and take big steps, it's usually gonna be on like on on like square on like shuffle pull, square pull, whatever whatever you want to call it. Like I call it a shuffle pull. Um, on a skip pull, you can cross your feet because you're 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 crossing your feet and you're taking big steps. You're not expecting contact and you have to get somewhere quickly. That's different than when a guy is tighter to you. Uh, the stand up edge right here where you know, he's in the contact window. You cannot be taking big steps. You cannot be crossing your feet. Um, so it depends on there's different times to take big steps here. This is not the time you see how, you see how big that, that, that step from that right foot is. That's, that's too big. And if the edge defender was better you know, comes up up the arc or uh, you know upfield with a stab to the outside, and then crosses his face with a, with a, uh, you know, with a uh, like a cross chop, whatever it may be. I would like that much, you know, much much better. Um, instead of the, the the hop that he does here, and he kind of like throws that like containment punch, but that containment punch just turns into him just using that upper body power. Like, there's really not a lot of behind that. Like, his hips aren't really behind his punch, but this is just pure, just freakish man strength where he's just using just all of his. He's really just taking him and just completely throwing him with his upper body and a little bit of hips right here. But it's not really – he's not really getting, obviously, his full body into this punch and to be able to move a guy who's 300 – no, not 300. I, I didn't mean to say that. Let's just say 230. To be able to move him with one arm like that and just toss him to the outside is 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 great, obviously. And even after, I'd like to see him again coming with more control, coming with a better base and not just try to get to the guy quick to lay a shot on him. Um, coming with better control right there. You can see him coming in a little bit out of control. So, yeah, it looks good. You know, this is the plays I see on Twitter of people, oh, well, he just tossed his scotch to the outside. Look how impressive this is. 
the result was good. The, the process wasn't good. I'm more about the process than the result. Uh, there's, there's many, dev, I, I, could, I could bring up the process versus the results a billion times in film review. It's all about the process to me, not the results. Um, and I've heard people say the opposite. I couldn't disagree more. Um, if, if Sam Donald throws an interception, but it's a fantastic throw where he's scrambling, breaks four tackles, and then he throws it right into his, his, his receiver's bread basket, but the, but the receiver doesn't look the ball and it gets tipped up in interception. Okay, the results of the interception, is it a bad play by Donald or there was a process good um, before that result? So the process, the, there's, you, I would argue for hours about the process versus results. I brought a thousand examples of that. Um, so good result, not a great process for me. He's relying a little bit too much on his strength right there. And then I'd like to see him with better control um, get into the, to the outside. But like I said, if this guy can get coached up, man, it's, uh, it's going to be scary. So, again, obviously the left tackle needs control. Okay, so, yeah, this is the same thing. Um, they're running like that fake, that, you know, fake uh, orbit motion for like an end around, and they're just running called a mid-zone, outside zone. And Becton is – he's releasing right to the second level, um, especially he's most likely he, he's going to block this guy and try to get outside leverage on this, this uh, defensive end. But when the defensive end knifes inside, which is good awareness by him to not, to not chase that block. So I like that part of it um, where he's not going to chase that block because he knows his left guard is, is coming with him. Um, and he goes to the second level. This is where I can see him better base – and, and climb up. You know the running back's angle. You know he's going to be going to the outside. You're a massive dude with a massive wing, wingspan. Shuffle. You know, get, you know, come. Um, no, I don't know what I was going to say there. I want, I want to see him shuffle, have a better base right here. Work up, you know, get square to him. And he's not going to cross your face. You know, get, up, get far enough upfield where he's not going to be able to come over the top of you. And you, ha- and, and you have some room to not take the perfect angle because of how massive you are. So he needs to stay more square here. He needs to come to, this, this, uh, to the second level with better control. So you say, you know, coming to the second level out of control and the guy sheds him because he's, he's coming, you know, top heavy and not in control. And listen, the running back gets tackled, you know, two yards in the backfield, three yards in the backfield, whatever it may be. But if he wasn't and he, and he was running up to this gap, guess what? Now the linebacker's here and he wasn't able to block anybody in this play. So you have a play where I like the, the beginning of the process, but overall he doesn't block one player. You know, maybe for for a quarter of a second he holds a guy up, but it's not a good that's not a good play from Beckton. So um, that's the things I'm talking about, like like out of control, you know. So oh, let me share the screen. Another fat another fat tire. I got I got I had to finish the six pack today. Um, been drinking them pretty slow, but having a beer on a podcast is not a bad thing. It's two times in three shows, the first three times I've ever done it in like 150 podcasts. So at least the ones you could see me. Um, so maybe I'm just letting loose, going off the rails. All right, so let's see here. Power lead reading. So they they like to do this. Um, they like to do this like veer read a lot with with the whole offensive line flows the opposite way of the way they're um, reading like the the veer read. I call that a, a veer read when it's to the backside of the offensive line, and it's usually the edge. I call it a veer. Um, even though it's, you know, they're not really, it doesn't look like they're really reading the edge, call it like a boss read, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about Becton here. So Becton, again, the, with, with this punch, see, uh, two, again, when you come off the line of scrimmage, too big of steps for me right here. Um, it's not, it's not bad. And I'm being a little bit picky, but I think that's what you guys are here for. 
a little bit more control with, with his feet. I don't, I don't like how his feet are off the ground right here. You see them off the ground together. Um, if a guy gets into your chest like that in the NFL, when your feet are not making contact with the ground, good luck. You, even if you're 370 pounds, you're going to get blown back. So um, I would like to see a little bit more control of his punch. Uh, and again, he's able to just torque him outside. So in the NFL, he has some room to do this. Um, where he's not going to get his full his full uh, power from it from his feet to his trunk to his core to his upper body, you know, up up through his upper body, um, he's going to have some flexibility to be able to do that. But it's not going to work for everybody. So um, I'll let him see a little bit more square here. You can see his hips are kind of pointed outside, you know, um, and the guy is is in front. So I'd like to see a little bit more square, a little bit less of the hop. Again, it's being a little bit nitpicky. But it's what I'm here for. Um, it looks like he gets he gets his left arm onto the shoulder, and his right arm is most likely under the armpit. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say I like that hand placement. Let me. See. It's hard to see on this angle. Maybe it's over top. Actually, it looks like it's on the shoulder pad. So it's over top of that arm. It looks like based on how it comes off of his arm. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's on the shoulder pad, and just again, ridiculous uh, circular force power, upper body power, and then uh, runs to, to finish the box. So good good play by him there. Could clean up a little bit, but overall, it's a, it's a good play. Effect and power again. A lot of these plays are pretty similar. Um, I don't know if this is the same thing. Okay, so this one looks a little bit better based on. Let me see the first time. So here, when he's when he's moving out to that edge, um, they're running like an inside zone, um, mid zone. I'll call it more of an inside zone, and he has a little bit more flexibility since he's going out to the to that far edge, like that defensive back. He has more room to take bigger steps. Like there's different situations. So another like drop step right here, uh, and he opens it a little bit. Again, a tiny bit too big for me, but it's okay. Um, I like how his hands stay tight right here. So good job keeping his elbows nice and nice and tight to come to, uh, to come and block him. Um, which does generate more power, but you also don't want to do that too much on the second level because the more narrow your hands are, the more surface, the less surface body or area you cover, the easier it's going to get chopped down, the more lateral movement you allow. So again, situ there's different things for every different situation. So he gets his hands on the guy and you just go and literally, he lifts him off the ground right here. You see him get on in, into the, uh, looks like the rib cage, the, the armpits, and he just, you're going to see him drive off of the, off of the instep of, of the, sorry about that. You're going to see him drive off of the left uh, instep right there and just lifts him in the air onto his ass. And then he likes to punish guys a little bit, especially when he sees them on the ground. Like He almost like he throws on the ground. He hesitates like, oh, no, oh, shit, I threw him on the ground. And he's like, oh, well, guess what? Now I'm going to absolutely just, pull, just plow into you. Um, so I like, I like that mindset of him. He definitely likes to uh, finish his blocks. And apparently it seems like a nice guy from everything I've heard. Um, but he has that aggressive mindset on the field. And, and that makes guys think twice, I'm telling you. It, it gets into your head on the football field. You just got tossed around like a rag doll. Um, it, it affects you a little bit, that's for sure. It makes you pay. It, it can even make you either less – it can either make you more timid or it can make you pissed off. There's players who get pissed off and they get tossed around and now they're playing with their hair on fire and not really reading – what they're supposed to be reading, reading their keys, doing the proper techniques. They're trying to light guys up, which can benefit your team. So, uh, in, in multiple ways. So, um, comes off of the ball here again, like another, another drop step right there to, to one, not cover ground to, to, to open his hips. Um, there's, there's drop step. I call it the same thing. Drop step when you're just dropping back and your toes are staying in the same direction when you're dropping back when you're, when you're opening up your hips, I'm gonna call that a drop step, uh, called a, you can call it like a altered zone step, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm not going to get too uh, crazy about that, but I'm going to call it a drop step. 
again, he's a little bit high right here. I, I don't necessarily he, – he, and not just because of his body weight, but because of how tall he is. Um, but in terms of his, his base, you see how thin his base is right there? His, his heels are clicking, and they're in the air. That's not good technique. I, and I know the, I know that the, the finish is good, um, but you, having no contact with the ground and your base being that shallow in a contact window is not good. I, I would like to see him more just step laterally with, laterally with this foot um, and then maybe you know, a step up field with the right foot and have a better base and work up to him with your length. So I don't, I don't love him jumping outside right here um, with no contact to the ground and a really, a really, really – um, thin, thin, not thin base, narrow base, I should say. But overall, he is able to get his right hand into looks like the shoulder pad again, and just completely torque this guy out. So I'm fine with the hand placement, and the upper body strength is really, really good. But if he was to have more into his base right there, he would throw the guy out into the sideline. So if he had more into this, where he's, you'd see he's standing pretty straight up narrow base he's standing pretty much straight up um, with a narrow base which is double double whammy of bad um, but he's able to throw that guy outside just because of pure power again will this this works versus Notre Dame you know defensive and outside linebacker will it work against Chandler Jones when we play the Cardinals I don't think so you know so like you have to it's about what they are versus projecting them to the NFL and what they have to work on. So, um, oh, okay. I didn't even know I had the second the second view of this. So you see his feet crossing in the context. So like that's that, that's what I'm talking about. On this angle, you can't really see his feet crossing too much. Like it looks like they might click and then come over. But this is how much difference the back the the back view makes. It's so much different. Feet crossed um, in the contact window, and he's not really getting his full um, hips into that. I would see him more drive off of the, off the right foot instep and throw him, but still, again, it's a good result. It's, like I said, it's not a bad play. I'm being a little bit nitpicky, but it's what you kind of have to do uh, when you're watching this stuff. So torque length, again, a lot of these plays are similar. I don't really have to spend a lot of time on what happens here. It's a lot of run plays. Opens up. This one he's taking a little bit more of his base into. You see, how he, he's a little bit lower here. You see, how, you can see how he sinks, and he's driving off the right, off the right instep. It's a little bit upper, upper body e. Does that make sense? Probably not. Um, so obviously, I'm seeing a little, a little bit more square here, but he does sink, and he really is driving off of that back foot. So this isn't really that bad. Um, it could get cleaned up a little bit, but I'm not going to nitpick this one. So. He's able to to uh, to use that length. You see that length right there. Um, get his left arm into the shoulder. It, it's so it's so hard with this view to tell where their hands are. He gets his hands in fine enough position to torque him outside, and then is able to. Uh, this is the part of the play I probably like the most now that I'm watching it. Is is after so he torques him outside. I like how he uses his length and he's keeping his right arm. It's again, it's really hard to see. I watched it like a billion times. He's keeping his right arm inside of that armpit. And it's continuing to drive him. You see that right there? Now you can see his, his, his like wristband that he wears right there. So after he torques him, he doesn't just torque him outside and, you know, okay, you know, see you later. Um, he keeps his, his hand inside the armpit and continues to drive him to define that gap. So I like that part of the play the most right there. Fighting to maintain, uh, maintain the contact after he torques him out. That's, that's a good, good job by, by backing on that block. 
I like that block. Movement. All right. So we're going to see some good movement skills for a guy who's, like I said, you know, six, seven, uh, 370 pounds. Let's just call him 370 even. Okay. So, sorry. All right. Um, so they're running like this, this uh, split tight, split belly zone. And Becton, because he doesn't have to worry about he doesn't have to worry about this this D end right here, the outside linebacker edge again, whatever you want to call him. Um, he doesn't have to worry about him because they're using you know this pistol set, this 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 fullback running back, uh, number two, number three, whatever you want to call him again, depends on their terminology. He's uh, doing he's a, a, a split flow player, that sifter if you want to call him the sifter, uh, works back to block the D end, so you don't Becton doesn't have to worry about him, so he's blocking um, down to the combo block. Um, with the left guard creates movement um for for me it looks like he's attacking high uh beckton's full power into a guy's hips he's gonna move him more than he does so yeah he does move him but i like to see him attack the hips right there he keeps his eyes into the second level and once this this linebacker um who presses the line of scrimmage pretty quickly let's see him get maintain some more depth there uh, the, I'm not evaluating him. He presses the line of scrimmage. Beckton keeps his eyes on him. As soon as the linebacker starts to scrape over the top, he uh, he shuffles laterally, gets his gets his hands into him, and takes him out of the play. So nothing crazy here. I've I've better plays of athleticism. That's pretty good athleticism and and a good play for um, a guy his size. So nice nice play by him there. Uh, technique mad, but power and length. All right. Looks pretty similar, right? All right. Drop step, feet cross again. It looks, it looks like they cross or get really close to crossing. Narrow base. He does get his – so I like his hand placement. His hand placement is definitely pretty solid. Um, at least it seems – his hands might actually – in turn, like uh, now that I think about it, his hands do seem to land a little bit too wide too often. With a guy like him with his natural power – he has the ability to do that a little bit. Like guys who use the hug technique and and, uh, and pass pro, you know, and basically hugging to contain them. The problem with the hug technique in pass sets is you're giving up your chest. If you if you're strong enough with your core and with your anchor to to, to use that, that could be an elite, uh, you know, technique. But you have to be really really strong. So he has some flexibility to to shoot wide. But if he was to use his length more and shoot from his chest right into guys that would make that would that would make a difference of of a, an extra inch or two which is a lot in football so he does shoot a little bit wide even here it seems like he shoots to the shoulders a little bit yeah shoulders in the bicep so hands are a little bit wide um and a little bit high when they're that high but it, it's 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 kind of it's, it's going to be a little bit more okay with him but like i said with his size and his his uh strength he's going to have some room to be less perfect technically and still be a really good player um, if he's okay technically, he'll be a, a pro ball player. That's that's my opinion. If he is a above average to good tech, technically, he's gonna be an all pro. That's how I feel about him. But I don't feel he's good technically yet. So even though you see the results that look great, um, we'll see. So a little bit too big of a hop outside right there again. So he's like he's hopping. There's there's no contact with the ground right here. You you always want to have contact with at least with at least one foot. So and he's a little bit upright. 
it's not really necessarily the best the best angle to come into a, into a block to. He's, he's, his legs are pretty straight. Um, doesn't really have an arch in the back. Like like, and his back is just straight up and down for the most part. Um, he's able to get his hands on him and again torque the guy out because he has, you know, a hundred and twenty pounds on this guy easily, one hundred and ten pounds easily on this guy, um, and he sticks with the block and blocks him out. So good result. Not the best block. All right. But, again, now with this, and this is from, you know, Play Like a Jet, Scott Mason, one of my friends. Uh, he's saying that he's he takes very well to coaching from the Louisville staff, Louisville staff have said that. So, he's a guy who likes to get coached up and likes to get better. So, he doesn't seem like one of those guys who's going to say, screw coaching, I'm, I'm big, I'm huge, like, who cares? Like, there are guys like that, even though it kind of seems crazy, but there are. Um, so the good thing is that the Jets have a good offensive line coach. You know, say what you want about the good the, the Jets offensive line last year. I'm not letting Frank Pollock's 15, 20 years of a great reputation get diminished by one bad season with the Jets. And there's so many factors into that. Were the guys taking well to coaching? Um, did they apply the techniques he he, he was telling them? Uh, did he have enough time? Were they stuck in their bad habits? You know, there's so many different things with coaching that say, oh well, Jets offensive line wasn't good. The offensive line coach is garbage. That's not what happened. Um, so left tackle right here against the the five techs, uh, six I, whatever you want to call them. And see the feet crossing again. While When he's coming into contact, his feet are crossing. So I peg that as a negative right there. Don't want to see that. Uh, gain, gain, some, gain some width with that, with that first step instead of, instead of dropping it back. If you want to get outside quickly – then, then shuffle immediately off of that left foot. Don't, don't drop step and then cross. Again, here, there's, there's basically no power from his base. Maybe a little bit, but there's really not a lot of power. In your, try, to, try to cross your feet like this and then push something and, and see how much you could push. You could still probably push a, a car like everybody else, all these other NFL draft prospects are on, on, uh, on YouTube. But sorry for a different. I saw another one the other day. I was like laughing. I was like, people have to be joking around with me at this point. I would bet, and I'm, not, I'm being legitimate, I'm going to bet minus like, I, I know the one guy from Twitter who Scott told me about, I know he watches with the sun. I think he still watches the sun. I love that. Appreciate you guys. I think it's like Ferrero, whatever on Twitter. Uh, so you guys are still watching. Shout out to you guys and your son. Um, so other than the kid, I'm going to say anybody over the age of 20, I'm going to say 80% of my listeners over 20, maybe even 18. If they go outside on a flat surface, put their car in neutral. If you can't push it, I'm sorry, you're a little soft. I'm sorry. I, it's it's not very hard to push a car in neutral. It's really not. As soon as you get that initial nudge, it, it goes. It, it rolls. A car is meant to roll. <laughs> so it's uh it's crazy. Um, whatever. So left tackle again, feeder crossing. He's a little. So you see how he's more arch in his back right here. So I like the more arch in the back. I do not like the base. Gets his hands into the guy. Um, extends. So, okay, so the movement is good here. I don't like the technique, but look how, look how fast he's moving for a guy his size. For a guy who's 370 pounds, he's not supposed to be able to get outside that quickly, even though I like to see a better technique. Um, he works his hands as a pivot point, uh, works to cover the play side gap with his hips, stays in front, and then once he has them, you can see him you know, uh, work off, the, off of the insteps right here. Um, and, shut the, and shut the guy down and then use like the, almost like the, the – the, uh, the outside pillar right there, or I guess actually the inside pillar, inside pillar right there. So good job by Becton. Um, 
on a decent amount of it and a decent amount of it bad. Like I said, I don't want to see the feet crossing, especially in the contact window. And the guy came in contact with him in that contact window with his feet crossing, but he's not strong enough. Um, so another pistol set, a lot of pistol and things like that. A lot of, a lot of read option and stuff in this offense. So like this, uh, this veer speed option with an arc blocker. So he's the arc blocker. Actually, it's not split. Fake the fake handoff. You have the arc blocker. Yeah, you have the you have the veer read arc blocker speed option. It's, it's all going into that. Whatever they call that, you have Becton. So, so this is better. I, I like I like his feet better here. He's working against the edge, and you see you see how this how that foot. It's a little bit of a drop to be on. I like to see, see that maybe gain gain more ground, but it's it's okay. It's just it's opening his hips up to him. It's a lot of mistakes square. So I don't, I don't hate that drop step right there. Um, and he shuffles. You see that shuffle a lot better than crossing your feet right there. So I like his technique a lot better than here. And he, and he, he, he's loading up a little bit, gets his hands inside and the guy literally gets lifted off his, his feet that he is, he's powerful as, as a bull. He, he really freaking is. So, um, good play right there by back then. Another play looks pretty similar. It's going to be pretty similar. I'm assuming power, but out of control. Okay, yeah. Oh, didn't mean to rerun that. Um, outside linebacker, seven tech, nine tech, wide five, stand up, whatever. Like I said, I call them certain things. I don't want people to get jammed up on stupid terminology. Um, I use imaginary people, so I call them like a stand up seven, whatever. So, another like drop step. And I'm okay with the, with this process. It, it, it looks like his feet cross again. So I don't want the feet crossing. He has, he has more room to do it, especially this guy is tiny compared to him. He, I don't know how, how big he is. I would, I'm going with the over-under at 225. <laughs> so he has a lot of room for bad technique with guys who are 140 pounds better or, or smaller than him without good technique. Uh, guys in the NFL, you might see him cross his feet like this and either make sure to contact him quick into the chest or let him, you know, give him that fake stab, let him cross his feet and then, and then knife right inside. Guys are going to do that. Guys film study better in, in NFL than they do in college. So he's not, he doesn't generate a ton of force with that. He does, but he's out of control. You see how he's out of control? He, he putting all of his body top heavy, trying to throw all of his power into there. Just block the guy. You don't, you don't need to toss guys every play. So he tries to toss him. Guess what? The guy only gets thrown back a yard, even though he does. You know, he gets lifted up only a yard. If the running back was getting pressured here, had to cut, had to cut out. Guess what? He just he just got shed for for a tackle. Luckily, the hole was there. A big hole was there for the running back, but he's he's way too top heavy trying to throw a guy instead of just blocking him. So not a good play by Beckton. That's a, that's a that's a definitely definitely a negative play for him, um, for me personally. So power. Alrighty. Another, like drop step, five tack, the end, opens up his hips, more square, okay, better, his feet don't, compl eh, maybe they cross, close to cross, because I don't love the feet, they're not as bad as they've been, and he stays more square, you see how his hips are square to the guy, so he's more square, don't love the feet crossing, but he's lower in his base, more of an arch in his back, Driving off of this instep from the right foot, 
gets his hands on to, again, it looks like the shoulder pads, and just torques him outside. Circular force, driving off the instep, upper body, a um, lot of power right there, and then stays with the block. Better. All right. Oh, I didn't share the screen yet. Okay. Good pass set. I think I remember putting this down, but after I watched it again a couple of times, I didn't think it was the best pass set. Ah, okay. Uh, there's not a lot of vertical sets, so I think I'm just putting this on there because I don't see a lot of vertical sets from to be honest. So it doesn't cover a lot of ground with that first step. You don't need to cover a lot of ground. They're tighter. Um, and, and unless he has a leap burst, he's going to bend it. You don't have to cover a lot of ground with that first step. That's, that's okay for me. Um, Square, nice arch in his back, good base. If I'm being nitpicky, this step's a little bit too big for me. Too much ground right there. I know the running back is in the block, but he's blocking a, a blitzing safety linebacker over on a column. So a little bit nitpicky, that's a little bit too big. Um, and then with the punch, I so again, I'm being a little bit nitpicky, but um, he is uh, sorry. He is stopping his feet to punch, and he's shooting narrow and leaning pretty hard into it. Doesn't have the best base. Eh, it's not. It's not terrible. This this foot's really far back. That's a little bit too far outside of his frame um, to be able to allow like lateral mobility, but. It's not the worst, but I don't like stopping your feet and, and, and punching necessarily, even though it's not that big. So he, he, he's stopping in the contact window. So it's really not that bad. Again, a little bit nitpicky. Hands are a little bit narrow for me. So hand, if, if, he was a, if he was a cross chop, whatever that, both of his hands are defeated. Now his hips are locked. So it's, oh, it's, it's an okay technique. Um, but still, he's able to use his length. He, the base is not bad when he goes to punch. It's really not that bad, actually. It's a little bit wide for me, but it's, it's okay gets into the guy and is able to shut down the rush. So I would, if I had agreed that that's a, that's a, that's a plus play for me. 16 out of 22. Decent technique. Okay. All right. Okay. We're, see, we're seeing like drive driving or, or kicking out a lot of edge players. So see the feet again, they're not as bad. It's not as dramatic. It's not really a crossover, but they are, they are like pretty much clicking. But lower in his stance, arching his back. Looks like his left hand. Yeah, I'm gonna say his, his left hand lands into the into the pectoral. Right hand is I don't know where it is. Looks like based on how the guy reacts, it's probably like under his armpit. So good good hand placement by him. Don't necessarily love the the, the feet crossing, but it's okay. Here gets his hands inside, torques him outside, runs with him, stays with the block. Good good job by by Beckton there. All right. Allows penetration. Okay, so I think he over. I think he crosses feet or somewhere right here, and this guy, one of these guys, shoots inside. Yep. Okay. Again, drop step, cross your feet, and again, when you're taking too big of steps and crossing your feet like that, guess what? It doesn't allow you to do. It doesn't allow you to to stop, start, move laterally quickly. Just like when you have a too big of a base. If your base is too wide, 
you can't move laterally off a really big base. You know, go almost into a split, which is being dramatic, and then try to and then they try to jump to your side. You're not going to cover any ground. So there's a there's a happy medium, um, in terms of good base or too wide of a base or too narrow of a base, and you really never want to cross your feet unless you're not in a contact window, or trying to get really far outside, or if you're doing like a like a like a shuffle pull, uh, shuffle pull, square pull, uh, skip pull. That's really it. Um, so the feet are crossing. Too big of steps. He opens his hips to the outside. Again, want to see him shuffle, stay more square to this to this to this linebacker. The linebacker is able to give him a little, um, like like shimmy, stab outside, and he shoots right past them. Again, he could have even done a better job the outside linebacker in terms of defeating that arm. If he defeated that arm, he's more aggressive with his hands and ready with his hands. He gets in there even quicker. So two biggest steps outside and it, and it comes to bite him in the ass right here. And the, you know, the running back stiff arms, stiff arms are great. So the result is okay. A, a, a three yard gain by the running back, but the reason, but the due to the process, it could have been, or it should have been a four yard tackle for loss because of Becton. So I like how, I like how Becton after, you know, uh, gets square and, and at least gets his hands on that guy and trucks that guy over, but he still let the contact on the, on the running back, you know, four, four yards behind a lot of scrimmage. So Two biggest steps, the feet crossing over, completely screws him right there. If he was if he was shuffling, he would have been able to to probably get inside, get his hands on him, you know, take advantage of that length and wingspan. But he wasn't able to because of um, his his footwork right there. So he needs a good amount of work with his footwork. Back then, getting on the second level. Um, I said it before, I don't like, and I should have, I could have brought up a couple more plays. I don't like uh, Louisville, their, their run coordinator. Like, I don't, I, it seems like the guys don't really help each other out a lot because in the NFL, if, if this guy's a three technique, he is 10, 10% responsible for that technique um, inside of him, even if it is a, a mid zone. Especially if it's a mid zone, like if, if it's a wide zone, outside zone, okay, it's a little bit less responsibility. But you'd see, you know, the left tackler right here, Beckton, usually throw out his hand, like hand check him, you know, cross shove him, yeah, cross shove him, whatever it may be. But to just to just leave fifty five right there to 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 uh, to reach block him, I don't really think it's the best. And the fullback, he like wham, he like he wham blocks, but that's not the purpose of this. If he if he was gonna wham block, they would let this guy go. Seventy five would pull right to the backside linebacker. So um, this this play was not executed well by really anybody. Regardless, um, Beckton is he pulls right to the second level. That's how he's coached most likely. If he was coached to to help this guy out with his length, stay square, throw her hand out, um, and get extension into him to pop him backwards to allow the the left guard to to reach him easier to get in front of him easier. Um, then great, or even help him block him, whatever. But back then goes right to the second level. You're going to see some good movement from him in the second level right here. Gets his hands on the the uh, DB, and the DB goes fine. So um, he has good movement. Again, for 370 pounds, he, he moves really, really well. So a good play by him. Play 19 of 22. All right. Oh, this play looked a little bit laggy, so watch the feet there again. Uh, drop step, a little bit of a cross. Uh, 
say when, I, when I'm coaching, like when I'm coaching, if I was coaching little stuff like this, like I don't like, like be, be more ready for something. You're not ready for anything to happen right here. That's not a good stance. You're way, way too upright. Do, do something. So, um, Beckton comes to the outside guy tries to get into his chest. It doesn't really work anyway. And Beckton just punches him th- and throws him. He, listen, he like, he, he throws him a good two, three yards right here. Beckton again, good movement skills. It, that, that, that's positive. Um, blocks him out of the play, turns around, see if, he, if there's anything else he can block and blocks number 90. So I'll play that in full speed. This is like movements. Cause I, I like the movement skills from him right here. Stay with the block, flip around, get a hand on 90. Uh, second play, I don't know. I guess I, it was literally two plays in a row. That's why I did it. Okay. If you see me do two plays in a row with it, it's literally because it's two plays in a row, not just because I'm putting two plays um, together. So feet crossing again because they're because they're leading. I mean, they're, they're running like this 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 lead zone power zone. Uh, some people call it a power zone when this. And I call it a power zone. Honestly, when they when this fullback is blocking the the edge um, and they're bypassing that edge to work to the second level. I call that a power zone. So this is a power zone to me. Um, bypasses the edge. He, he's crossing his feet. Again, if you're not in that contact when you're not expecting, expecting it and you're trying to get out quickly, give you a little bit more leniency. So he gets out quickly um, to, to bypass that D end, gets his hands on the linebacker safety, whatever he's probably, he looks like probably a linebacker for, for Kentucky gets his hands on, extends them, and throws them back, stays and tries to stay with the block, but it's, it's good enough. He, he throws them outside by a two, three, uh, two, three yards. So good movement right there by Beckton. Toss DB. This is him in the second level again. Yeah, some, say like something got – something was not right on this play because there's nobody blocking that D end. Now, if you're if you're if you're in a – not account for this guy and you're expecting, you know, the, the, the overhang, the DB, whatever you want to call him over there. Um, not accounting for him. Okay. You, you know, you should expect your running back to beat one on a play. That's, that's pretty much what coaches coach for beat that one guy. And it's, and it's, and it's a good play. So they completely bypass that, that edge player right there. Uh, does Beck then expect the left guard to, to get outside and, and pick him up? I don't know. Does a left guard expect Beckton? I don't know. He gets completely, you know, um, left alone, and he makes a tackle. Or does he make a tackle? Looks like the running back kind of like uh, jump cuts him right here. Good job of the running back at least beating him, but the play gets completely blown up. Um, Beckton gets to the second level. Again, you see him lift the DB off of his feet right here. So good movement skills get to the second level, blown up. I don't love the run game coordinator, the offensive line coach, whatever it may be for, for that team, but um, it was a miscommunication, whatever it may be. I don't know what's happening on in their room right there, so I'm not going to place the blame on anybody right there. But uh, first thing, you go back to the coach and say, what the hell is this? You know, what are they doing? Unless somebody just completely screwed it up, but if he's not to- coaching enough, hammering enough, you know, it kind of bad. So, again, similar play that we saw before. So the running back has to – so they're running this uh, another, another, like, inside inside split zone and Beckton, look at his feet again, drop step, crosses, and, and again, crosses his feet or almost crosses his feet. Look how big those steps are. What, is the, what does the defensive end do? Crosses his face, swipes that, in, that, that inside arm, and the running back completely has to change his angle 
to, to get around him. So if the running back ran into him, tackle for loss, whatever it may be, you don't, you don't want to see this. Whatever the end result is, him, him running into the guy, tackling for loss, having to change his angle, um, it screws up the, the timing of the run. So now he gets to go outside, and now there's other guys waiting for him. Uh, he gets good, good job by the running back, you know, bouncing it for, for four yards, but um, bad play by Becton. You know, you can't cross your feet like that and hop that big when there's a guy that close to you. So come off of the ball, shuffle your feet, you know, uh, and, and use your length. You know, you, you ha- he has so much room for with, with how big he is. And if this is happening, like I said, if this is happening against guys who's a bad technique in college, wait until the NFL. Those plays that I'm showing before, we're using a lot of just his upper body and he's crossing his feet, things like that, it's going to get blown up some. So way too big of steps right there, feet crossing. Oh, shit, Mo tries to reach out. Um, and good job, you know, staying in and, and, and pushing the guy, even though it could be a, a – it's probably a block in the back, to be completely honest. They didn't call it, I don't think. He's can see his numbers. I, I would call that a block in the back. So not a good play by Becton. Uh, last play, we said 22 plays is relatively short. They do end up drafting Becton, which I think is, if I had to say who's the most likely, it's, it, it's Becton or Thomas, the two tackles likely to fall to them, the, the, my two lower guys. Um, once I pop in some some Worf's film in a couple bit in, in on Monday, I'm much higher on him. There's a lot of plays that are really positive for him, even though there's some work you need to do, obviously. Um, and I'll tell you where he is. But you, I said these guys are three and four, so you know that Worf's must be higher, if you care. So, jet motion. Again, like, who is blocking who on this play? Like, what are what are they trying? To, I'm not even going to go through this play. I remember going through this play a couple times. The the one tech on the play side, or backside, whatever you want to call, it, gets completely bypassed. The <laughs> the the right tackle doesn't stay in to the tight end for the tight end to block, to be able to pick up the three tech, the three tech shoots, the one tech shoots. You have the edge defender who's shooting. You have Becton who is taking two. The technique is bad. It's not good right here. Drop step and look where his hips are. His hips and his upper body are completely disconnected right here, where his hips are going this way and his upper body trying to fight this way. So if you're going to, if you're on the backside of this play and this guy's tighter to you, Come off of the ball, bring this foot up, and just and just root your feet down. Even maybe even shuffle inside, you know, you know. But they swear, but but him right here, just coming, just just having that dr- like you know drop step and just trying to to reach him with no power behind his shot. That that is not good technique at all by back then. That is that is not it's not good right there. Reaches for the block, bad technique. Hips are going completely opposite way. Momentum's going the opposite way. Um, the guy is able to again, you know, swipe into an arm over and gets right on the running back and makes a tackle for a loss. So piss poor blocking by the offensive line, whatever it may be. That's not good. I'm um, not a good player by Beckton. So you see what I'm saying when I said, like, okay, yeah, he's he's a physical freak, but there's a lot of things he has to work on. Even on the good plays, there's a lot he needs to work on. Uh, there's only out of 22 plays, there's only probably two or three plays that were like plus technically, you know. So. Um, like I said, OT4 for me, OT3 for the Jets. Um, if they draft them, I'll still be happy. But in, in, And I know that line is more important than receiver, and that's why I would take a Beckton over a Judy. But if they were to get a Jason Peters or a Trent Williams, that's in their back pocket, and they can trade for one of those guys if they don't get a tackle. Let's say you had Jason Peters or Trent Williams right now. If it's Beckton versus Judy or Thomas versus Judy, I'm taking Judy. That's just, that's just how I feel because, yeah, offensive line is important. And I think if you added Trent Williams – to this line or Jason Peters, it, it could be like an average-ish line. And in a perfect world, you know, it, it is a Wills or a Werfs. But Judy is really, really hot on my board. High on my board is my number one receiver. 
we talked with um, Marcus Coleman, the other, you know, the other day, a personal friend of mine, former NFL DB, his number one receiver far and away is Judy as well. Um, so if you're talking about like Judy versus, you know, Thomas, I would rather take Judy. Like I like Judy a lot more, but if they don't address tackle into the draft and it's Judy versus Thomas or Judy versus Beckton, I'm taking Thomas or Beckton. You, you, you have to, you have to protect Sam Darnold. And, and this year, maybe their offensive line took a slight step forward, but at the same time, how much of a step forward is it? Because if I had to bet on who is better next season, Beecham or Fant, even though Fant has a higher ceiling, and like I said, I'll, I'll show the review. He took steps in the right direction for sure. If I had to bet my life right now on one game of who's going to play better, it's Beecham. So you downgraded left tackle. Right tackle, you, know, you hope you upgraded because because you have uh, Odogo who's there and he should, he should take a step in the right direction. Okay, so maybe a slight upgrade. Uh, right guard, you have a competition between, you know, Winters and, and Van Roden. So a step in the right direction because, yeah, you have more health there. So now you have Van Roden, who even if he doesn't start at his three, three and a half million dollars, you, you, you have Winters, who's healthy, who's, who is below average, but still just he's like, okay. Um, you have Lewis, who is uh, not a good starter, below average starter. And then you have McGovern, who is an above average, average starter. So you only, you know, how much did the line take a, up, a step in the right direction? A little bit, but it's not like we're an average line yet. The Jets are still not a, a good offensive line. Let's say last year, if they were 32nd in the league, maybe this right now they're 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 23rd, 24th. You know, so it's still not good. So you need to draft a tackle there. Tackle is more important for a quarterback than a receiver is. You can make do with okay receivers. You know, Crowder, Perryman. Okay, that's 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 like below average group, but they can still get the job done. You know, a little bit. Um, as if you, you know, but I rather draft that those those two receivers in in rounds two and three, with the, with those three picks they have in those between those two rounds, than draft a receiver and then and then bank on a guy in the second round starting a tackle. So, uh, in the perfect world, a wills or a worse falls, and then you take them, and then you know round two you get a a Van Jefferson, and round three you get whoever you know name who you like. There's so many receivers this year, um, so that's the perfect world. What will happen? And then maybe it, with that other pick in those top uh, three rounds, you either get an interior offensive lineman, a corner, or an outside linebacker. I don't think there's a lot of good outside linebackers. So I'm hoping for either for offensive tackle round one, honestly, probably like receiver, receiver, and then either interior offensive line or, or corner. That's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for, the top four guys. But um, I, like I said, Beckton, I could see him in, in four years, three years being an all-pro. So uh, do you trust your offensive line coach? Which I do trust – um, Pollock. So I'm not super worried about him. So I have a bad offensive line coach. So I'll, I'll let's see him on the Jets. But like I said, OT4, OT3 for the Jets. I appreciate everybody for listening. Drop those reviews. Share with your friends. You have to on the podcast app to review it. I appreciate the, the YouTube comments. But even if you watch on YouTube, um, just go to your podcast app if you have an iPhone and just throw a five star. If you can throw a five star in a sentence about why you like the show or what we can improve on, even or what I can improve on, because to me it's solo. Um, I'd appreciate that. Like I said, it helps us get out to more people. I'll be back talking to you guys on Monday. The show is coming out Saturday night. So uh, less than 48 hours, I'll be dropping a review on Tristan Wirfs. And then most likely on Wednesday, uh, I'll be dropping another show on, uh, geez, Jedrick Wills, my favorite, my, my favorite tackle. I'll just say that now, my favorite tackle. So then after that, it's going to be the three receivers and then Chase on. So appreciate everybody for listening. Ton of content coming your way to keep you busy during quarantine. I know you're going to keep seeing your podcast app or your YouTube and just keep seeing, you know, 
uh, notifications from this channel, but that's that's kind of the time we're in right now. We got March and April is the busiest time of the year for anybody who evaluates film for both free agency and for the draft, especially when you're doing both. A lot of guys just do one, you do both. Yeah.